What's up, podcast? Today's episode is from Candy and Commerce, a show that I host on Rogers TV, dedicated to conversations about food culture and the world of business and marketing. My guest is Moha Jazzy, the founder of Candy Funhouse, a really cool online store that sells unique snacks from around the world, including retro stuff and limited edition candies. I get a lot of the stuff I review on TikTok from this place. It's super cool. Mo is a great guy with an awesome business that I mean, I'm kind of addicted to. He's also super generous. I woke up to a giant box of candy right after this interview filled with all sorts of really great stuff. You guys really got to check out Candy Funhouse. He gives some really good business tips and insight on this episode. Hope you guys enjoy. You're now listening to the Drapeo Audio Experience. Welcome to Candy and Commerce. I am Drapeo here with Patty Berardi. How's it going, Patty? Great, thanks. Awesome. I'm I'm super excited for this new show. We have, you know, I think TikTok is what really kicked me off in becoming extra passionate about the food and snack industry. And I think it's given us an opportunity to connect with awesome entrepreneurs like Mohajazi from Candy Funhouse, who's joining us today from Candy Funhouse, which is a super unique online shop that originated in Cambridge. They offer exotic snacks from around the world. Thanks so much for being here, Mo. Oh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. No, it's awesome. You know what? You have Candy Funhouse has been one of my go-to spots for getting all these crazy snacks that I review on TikTok. So I'm super familiar with some of the stuff you guys carry, but I'd love to first get to know the, the brand itself. How did you guys start out? I feel like owning a candy shop is like every kid's dream. How did you actually... <laughs> Start yeah. on that <laughs> you know what it, it really is and the best part about it is i mean first of all everyone's always happy to be here you know what i mean whether you're visiting or whether you're working you got to smile on 24 hours a day but um we started in in cambridge as a brick and mortar store and immediately we had started there, there wasn't an online candy store in canada and i honestly personally i mean I, now it's a little bit more um uh, common, but at the time I thought, why would anyone buy candy online, you know? But we figured we put it out there, see what would happen. And as time went on, it sort of went like our our brick and mortar sales, our online sales, and then just kind of like, and then we just completely shifted to moving to a warehouse in Mississauga, so it could be a little more GTA centric, and um, and that way the um, the shipping would be that much faster in terms of closer to to the main hubs. For, for sending out throughout Canada and the world, honestly. How did you make that transition to, you know, exclusively online? Because it sounds like you guys kind of did it before the huge COVID boom when everybody was like, oh my God, online is the thing. What, what kind of triggered it for you guys? Uh, what, tr- I mean, honestly, it was, it was the response. I, I know now a lot more people are doing it, but when we first started, we were getting all these really, really crazy cool candies and people uh, wanted them all over the place, right? So we were getting these requests from different places and it just seemed like a a natural fit in terms of, uh, with candy, um, retro's popular and new stuff's popular, but with the retro specifically, which is what sort of got us into it, is all that stuff used to be available for our parents, you know, like butter rum lifesavers and candy buttons and neck waivers, all these crazy candies, but that, because of the French English situation in Canada, they, were, they weren't being sold anymore, right? Because it wasn't worth it for the manufacturers to do it because of, of the laws. So all this 
really, really cool retro stuff wasn't available in Canada and, and people wanted it, right? The, the older generation, especially. And so you have a lot of different brands that you can't find anywhere else. How do you go about sourcing that and, and determining what would be something that people are interested? Like obviously the nostalgia factor for parents, but just tell us a little bit about what that, that process is like in choosing what you sell. Sure. I'd say it's, it's, it's a twofold process in terms of um, finding the nostalgia and a lot of the cooler candies. There's an actually, believe it or not, there's an all candy expo. It's now it's called the Sweets and Snacks Expo in Chicago. And it takes place at McCormick Place, which is the size of a, of a military base, basically. It's the biggest convention center in North America, for sure. Could be the world, but don't quote me on it. And uh, we go there and there are hundreds of, I mean, if, if you're a candy company you're there a manufacturer so we get to see all these really really cool things that are coming out sometimes they won't even make it to market but we get to try them and and uh, and test them and see what we want to grab and then also social media right uh recently uh cheetos came out with mac and cheese three flavors they're only available in the states but people have been going crazy with it so we're like okay then we gotta get it you know what i mean we're constantly i'd say uh, our fans help us just as much as, as we're trying to find stuff. They're giving us suggestions. Can you get this? Can you get that? And if one person is asking for it, probably 150 people want it, you know, at the same time. So do you guys have someone that's exclusively kind of dedicated to just research in general? Cause I feel like, I mean, myself as someone who's talking about all these snacks as well online, there's so many new releases almost on a daily basis, especially in the U.S. It's hard to keep yeah. up with it sometimes. It is hard to keep up with it. I'd like to think that I'm, I'm kind of the person that does that because I'm so into the candy culture. But yeah, you're right. We do follow a lot of these really cool Instagram accounts that are constantly um, releasing cool items. And our suppliers are also giving us a heads up of like in terms of having to pre-order candies. So I kind of know the big candies. I, I mean, I've already done my... Christmas order, my Easter order, my Valentine's Day order, all that stuff. So there's some like key lime pie M&Ms that's coming. That's good. I'm excited. I'm going to have to get those. Yeah, right. <laughs> there's um, one thing here that I got from you guys that I know is like hugest demand on oh, TikTok. Oh, my kids would love that. Everybody went insane Creeper for crunch. cereal. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, really? Eh? And it's that's the one, you know, I've done over 600 videos on TikTok about snacks. And that's the one thing that I've never seen kids go absolutely insane for. Like people, I posted one video for it. I was getting DMs offering a hundred dollars for the box. Oh and I was gosh. like, the entrepreneur in me was like, that's a good flip. I should do that. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I didn't end up doing it. I still have the box here, but I was like, I, I couldn't believe how much passion there was for a specific item. Is there something that sticks out for you uh, over even the last few months, last year that maybe people went absolutely insane for? Well, funny enough, we have a baby. Well, I mean, I'd say the Mac and cheese Cheetos. We haven't even gotten the best one yet. We've been just trying to get as much as we can, but um, there's a flaming hot Mac and cheese Cheetos that people are just going crazy for. We've been getting messages for it for, um, for months, honestly. But the other two I would say are, you know, the, um, the juicy gels, where yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes exactly so those are insane you know what's crazy about those is um we don't like to like just as a policy uh overcharge like we have the um, the other one i was thinking of was the baby yoda cereal right and those are going for 30 dollars online but we're not going to do that we're just going to sort of put it at honestly the cheapest price we possibly can so with the with the um 
the juicy gels. We're getting orders from them in in Nashville and and Michigan, all over the states, Pennsylvania, and they're ordering one bag and shipping with DHL, which is going to be like twenty ish dollars. So they're paying thirty dollars for one or two bags. It's, it's insane, but they really want it. And I, I'm guessing they would if they could have found an alternative in the states, they would have. So it's a good sign. Yeah, and that's definitely something I wanted to compliment you guys on because you do have competition. There is competition, but the price point, you are the only guys, for example, the, the Juicy Fruits is, is such a great example. Those are going for $17, $25 on the average place. And you guys, yeah. are, I think, what, like seven, seven bucks Canadian? Yeah, or seven dollars. Like seven dollars, exactly. Which is, I haven't been able to find them in general, n- never mind for a price like that. So I think, is that something you guys wanted? to do from the beginning? Was it hard to, I mean, because also you have to order all this inventory snacks expire. There's this balance of like, for sure. It is it, such a balance. It really is such a balance in terms of, of how much do you have? And with, with COVID, we completely changed our business model because it was, um, we were shopping more often. And then with, with, when COVID happened, we had to kind of shift to just stacking the inventory to the ceiling and 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 doing it that way because one the demand was so great that we needed the inventory in-house and we couldn't wait because people were were waiting on us to ship and then uh canada post had the delays and everything like that that everyone experienced so yeah we are conscious of it but i always 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 put customer service first because if customer service is first you're gonna make up what you would in high, like I could sell those juicy gels for $20 and they would all sell, but you're going to have upset like customers. You're going to have, you know, bad feelings. People are not going to want to come back. Maybe they're going to get that one thing, but they'll never get anything else. I'd rather try to give people the best prices I possibly can and, and make them happy. You know, candy is about being happy more than anything else. I think. Certainly during, uh, you know, a pandemic where, people are, are afraid to even shop in grocery stores early on in the beginning of this. People were, were nervous to go out to stores. What did that do for you in terms of, of orders and, and were you prepared for, for what was coming at you? <laughs> so we were not prepared. Um, it, was, it was insanity, um, especially with, yeah, with, when COVID began, we were a little scared. So we had to um, limit our our um, employees to sort of family and and friends and we're already a pretty a family oriented business but it was sort of like you know you, you don't know where people are going you don't want to risk things so that, that sort of thing so we we limited it that way and um and we were doing 15 hour days seven days a week and we just couldn't keep up with the demand it was it was crazy we were getting uh requests for for the cool, funky stuff, the funky cereals, all that, that stuff, that stuff was gone so quick and it was impossible to replenish. But at the same time, things that are, are at your local convenience store, like a, a Nerds or Swedish Berries, Fuzzy Peaches, we were getting orders for those as well because people were, at the beginning especially, so um, uh, into being isolated, I guess, is, would be the best way to put it. What would you say are some of the obstacles you guys faced, uh, whether it be through COVID or just, you know, starting a, a brand in general where you're selling snacks, I'm, I'm sure off the bat can have its challenges. I'm curious, what are some of the obstacles you faced and maybe how you were able to overcome some of them? Sure. Um, uh, well, with COVID specifically, the biggest obstacle I say was the ship time. 
Um, we had a lot of really upset, and honest to God, I mean, as much as I say it, there's nothing I can do about it, but it was, it was a lot of, uh, of Canada Post sort of having these COVID outbreaks at, at the, um, uh, the station that's closest to us, which is in Mississauga. So uh, there were some huge delays, like three weeks, and there was some, because imagine, imagine, you know, put yourself in this, this mindset. You have a craving for Minecraft cereal, and you order that Minecraft cereal. There are not many people that are going to wait four weeks to have, you know, that bowl of cereal. They want it now, right? That's the thing with candy is it's an instant satisfaction, instant gratification, which is why we put, you know, ship times and, and uh, getting the orders out quick as the number one priority, you know, customer service. But um, as far as other challenges, I would say sourcing um, all the products, especially in the, as, as far as the beginning obstacle, in the beginning when we were a small store in Cambridge, it was really difficult to, um, to be able to, uh, to source a lot of these products because uh, we weren't able to turn over the volume. So you can't really buy a case of Kit Kat apple pie because yeah, you'll sell a box or two, but there's also a chance that, you know, you're gonna be sitting on that inventory, it could um, expire, things of that nature. So definitely as time went on and our buying power grew, that's what was able to sort of put us over the edge. And now we're able to get like, honestly, anything we can dream of, we, all, we, we try to get. Yeah, I've never heard it. Apple pie Kit Kat. <laughs> like, Ooh, tastes just like an apple. That Honestly, cool. apple Man. pie Kit Kat, not that great. Birthday Kit Kat, amazing. So what's your favorite candy? I mean, I know that's a tough question because you're in a candy store, but no, no. <laughs> a warehouse, but there's got to be <laughs> yeah. something that's your go-to favorite. I mean, honestly, I probably have a Kit Kat a day or M&M &M peanuts. <laughs> I'm kind of basic, but then like if I have about seven or eight candies that, you know, when people come in and I want to wow them, there's this thing called um, a Kinder Hippo and I'll get you guys sent some <laughs> ASAP. It is the number one. If I give anyone a Kinder Hippo, they're just like, oh, it's got um, some Nutella in there, a cookie, some hazelnuts wow. on top. Nice. It is the, I, I mean, it's not my favorite, but I can say objectively, it is the best thing we carry. And honestly, a lot of the times we don't even post it because it comes in and, and we end up eating it most of it. <laughs> Can you talk a bit about uh, your background itself? Do you, are you, did you go to school, for example, for business? Are you kind of self-taught? Yeah, a little self-taught. Um, I, I actually went to school for biology, believe it or not. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so I'm using my degree well. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, self-taught. My dad had a candy store when I was a kid, and that's what kind of drew us to it. So we sort of had a little bit of knowledge of it. And then my brother, who's my, my partner in this, um, he has an engineering uh, degree. And that kind of, I'll, I'll be honest with you, engineering sort of teaches you how to think. So it's come in handy for sure. He's, he's a huge asset. But, uh, but yeah, it's mostly self-taught. So in, a, in a, a relatively, I mean, in Canada, you're, you're unique in, in the sense of what you do. So a lot of people look to mentors or people to give them advice along the way to, to building their brand and their business. Did you, because you were unique, did you have anyone that you could go to to sort of talk you through those sorts of obstacles that you face starting out? Not really. I'd say um, 
Uh, my biggest mentor would be the internet, honestly. You know what I mean? There's so much out there where if you want, like, um, I mean, I'm sure you guys are familiar with the term SEO, search engine optimization, right? We started, we were the first candy store in Canada, right? And we were so far down the rankings, you know, you'd have to go, you know, into a cave to find us type of thing. But just like researching and learning and watching YouTube videos, um, I was able to learn all these, you know, uh, steps that would get us, you know, eventually to where we wanted to be. And, and that's the main thing that I used, honestly. What about advice for people in a similar position as you, maybe people just coming out of school, looking to start a business or younger kids like who have dreams of owning a candy store like yours? Do you have advice on some steps they can take, especially sure. early on when things are confusing? Yeah, for sure. Um, I would say two things. One is if you're not on the internet, you're not in business because I mean, as you can see, it's easy to see in hindsight with, with COVID, but the internet opens you up to an entire world. Whereas a brick and mortar, you're always going to be limited. And, um, and second is the power of social media. Uh, we are just starting. I know you're really into TikTok. And we are, yeah, <laughs> you know, so I was told about TikTok for months and months and months and months. And I didn't really, um, I didn't necessarily believe it, to be honest. You know, I should put that on record because someone's going <laughs> to. But anyway, so I wasn't really sure about it, right? How good could it be? You know, it's all young kids on there. They're not going to really be buying candy. And it's not our target demographic, whatever. One day, a random person does a post about Candy Funhouse on her TikTok. And TikTok has this ability to, that anything can go viral at any moment. You don't necessarily have to have the following for it to go viral. I don't understand it, but all of a sudden we're just in there and, um, and I get a bing on my phone every time we get an order. And it was just like, bing, 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 bing. And we had no idea what it was. And simultaneously, I got three or four messages from random people saying, hey, look, I saw this video on TikTok. And I thought it was like our ad agency had put up an ad. It's like, oh, I guess they're advertising it. But it was just this random girl. And we had, I think, 200,000 visitors onto our site in that day, which was a huge, you know, wow. jump from our average. And it was during the pandemic at the same time. So there was that sort of that cohesion of like people were looking for online. And then this TikTok thing goes viral. So it sort of, it, it was crazy. So well, I would say social like, media, power of social media. Sorry, I'm sorry to go back to your question. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. And that's almost, there couldn't be better timing to have that viral video during COVID when people are looking for something to, you know, just a little bit of excitement during a time when we're stuck inside. Like, For sure, yeah. Honestly, you know, we, we kind of dropped the ball, not dropped the ball because we were just trying to sort of stay above water. But if we could have gotten a lot of those cool candles, like we didn't get those juicy gels until um i want to say august but imagine if we had them you know in march when they were like at its peak people would have been going crazy and i would have loved to have given that joy to people so it's, it's a shame but we have now yeah that you know what they're when they were hot it was impossible to even because i was at the time i was really trying to buy some and yeah they were available in place not in canada no. in places online but the price i just couldn't i couldn't justify it and, and i'm I'm very into, I'll spend money on things that don't make sense sometimes, but I couldn't do it. 150 bucks. Some people buying them for like two, three pe uh, bags of it. And it's like, yeah, it's crazy. No, I, I totally agree. Um, 
it was yeah it was crazy they weren't you know the many i contacted the manufacturer because we had had so many requests for it and they had said we have none in stock don't bother asking for a couple of months you know it's just, it's a no-go did you find any other any other brands that you carry were affected by because i mean you're dealing with different countries as well and and depending on where you're ordering from they may have had issues on their end in terms of being able to ship yeah we've had a ton of issues actually crazy um the the company i don't know if you're familiar with um i, mean, I know you'll be familiar with the second brand but mike and ike they make mike mm -hmm. and ike's hot tomorrow mm -hmm. it's called just born but they also make peeps and so this year there are going to be no peeps for um halloween no peeps for christmas and no peeps for valentine's day they're just going to focus on easter because they've had such bad um uh, manufacturing issues. So we hear these things through the sort of the scuttlebutt of the industry and uh, and we stocked up, but I mean, we stocked up and it still wasn't enough. You know, we're out of Mike and Ike cotton candy. We're out of Mike and Ike root beer. We're out of Mike and Ike red rage. I could go on and on. And then apparently Skittles now has an issue. So there might not be Skittles. Stock up on your Skittles. Um, <laughs> they might not be available until January. So you'll see them for the next little while. But once that sort of inventory runs out, it'll probably be two or three months where you won't see a lot of Skittles out there. What would you say are the most Canadian snacks that you guys would have? Like I do see a lot of, I have a, a decent following from the United States and they always ask, what does Canada have that we don't have? And I try and do as much content as I can, but I'm sure you have way more knowledge than I do about specific <laughs> Canadian snacks. For sure. So, I mean, there's a couple of really good ones. Um, Coffee crisp. I mean, honestly, you know, there's a Canadian Kit Kat and there's an American Kit Kat. And the Canadian Kit Kat is far superior to the American Kit Kat. It's, it's not even a question. But, you know, things, a lot of Cadbury items. So, like, um, caramel, um, crispy, crunchy, crunchy. You know, I, I can look at uh, an order someone has made and I can tell you if they're American. Because I'll see, you know, all these little Cadbury items, the British stuff. Um, the other stuff is, like, the, the stuff from uh, Vachon which is a company out of Quebec and they've got the, um, the Mae West and the uh, Joe Louie, those really big snacks. Yeah. So those things are really popular with Americans as well. And would you say that uh, you bring in from, from, you bring in British items too. I'd imagine that's quite popular in Canada too. Oh, huge. Yeah. People are very passionate. Like people that love British are very passionate about their British. And I'm one of those people British chocolate is just like, it's a different animal. You know, it's just so good compared to, I mean, they, Americans don't even, we, we don't call American chocolate bars, chocolate bars. We call them candy bars because that's how not chocolate. They, I mean, they're still delicious. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but it's not chocolate. It's not chocolate. Like British is chocolate. There's, there's one called uh, a timeout, which is probably my, my favorite non Kit Kat bar. And it's, uh, it's like a Kit Kat which is why I love it so much. So a wafer, but it's so light. You could eat 20 of them and you wouldn't even feel it. I would be terrible working there. Yeah, <laughs> would I would be, be awful. I would be like, oh, I got to try one of these and these and these, right? <laughs> they say though that if you eat it all the time, you get sick of it, but I, I, I doubt that. <laughs> I mean, it hasn't happened yet. You know, I go in cycles. I will get sick of something and I'm like, I can't eat a Reese's anymore. Don't even let me see a Reese's. And then like a couple weeks later, a month, I'm like, all right, I'm back to my Reese's phase. Well, I mean, you have to talk about it. You have to promote your product, so you should know what it tastes like, right? For sure, yeah, most <laughs> definitely. I, I make it a point to try everything. <laughs> have you actually, would you say you've tried, like, a lot of your inventory? Because clearly, just by looking behind you, you have a lot of stuff. It seems oh. difficult. 
Yeah, we have like over 2,000 items. I mean, I've probably tried 1,500 of them. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Some, some of the ones that come in the bigger bags, I just can't justify opening up a two and a half kilogram bag to try one candy. But, you know, if I see it laying around, I might have it. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's incredible. Can you just kind of leave us with, as we're just kind of winding down here, I would love uh, if you could plug where people can find you guys, the best way to contact you if they have questions and all that. Sure. Sort of stuff. Yeah. So, um, CandyFunHouse.ca is the website. Like I said, we have 2,000 items and we're every day we add 10 to, you know, we're, we just added, a, I think, 10 or 12 new Christmas items. We, Christmas is already here for us. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, we're on Instagram. That's, that's the best social media at CandyFunHouse. Uh, and we're, we're starting to get on TikTok. We're really excited with the possibilities of doing these really cool candy food um crafts like we did one with the um the jalapeno uh cheetos with the the jalapeno poppers it was really really cool in mac and cheese and um yeah so we're going to be on tiktok in a heavy way i think in in, in the foreseeable future and when you you did crafts like uh using yeah the like they, they i mean it wasn't me i'm not the creative one for this <laughs> not me but they took um they took jalapenos and they took jalapeno cheddar cheetos and made the cheeto uh so yeah Mac and cheese, jalapeno oh. Cheetos mac and cheese. That's a lot of words. Yeah. And they they made it, then they stuffed it, and they used the Cheetos to uh, sort of bread it, and it was it was delicious. I mean, the final product was amazing. It was spicy, but it was delicious. You know, and and Pinterest, because I I'm a I'm a cook. I'm I like to cook and bake. They have tons of recipes where you can use things like Doritos and casseroles and. For sure. Just, so like that market is is almost endless in TikTok yeah. and Pinterest and other social media. Mm -hmm. People are always looking for something to do, right? Exactly. Honestly, candy, like, you know, if it's not using the candy to make something, it's, you know, the people that use like 10,000 Starburst wrappers and make like a beautiful dress out of it or something like that. I don't <laughs> know if you've ever seen those kinds of crafts. Yeah. Or no. Like a purse. Oh, you haven't seen that? No. Oh, you got to check that out. Yeah, yeah. Starburst purse is gorgeous stuff so yeah candy just makes people happy and honestly I, I i don't know what else i would be doing it's just it's the best yeah absolutely well even myself you know transitioning into this i've completely fallen in love with the industry the, the joy that it brings people and just how excited they get how often the releases are it's it's a lot of for fun for sure and yeah yeah hey listen anytime you want any candy you want to try let us know We'll throw it out there to you because we get like i said constantly we're getting new stuff and it's it's exciting it's it's really fun to you know it's kind of cool because we're all separate but when these new items come it's really cool it's kind of like we're all trying them together and then Absolutely. giving our opinions of them and you know creating that community so it is it is a lot of fun that's a pretty fun job that you've created for yourself <laughs> yeah, yeah the biology degree of all things yeah I should have hey, went to school what? for biology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your generation quite often just invents opportunities for themselves because, you know, you don't always end up in the field that you thought you wanted to do. And if you want to work, you got to look for different opportunities, right? For so. sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I know. If you had told me, like, years ago that online candy store, like, like I said before, it just wasn't – it wasn't on the radar, right? Who Would you have ever thought five years ago to shop online for candy? 
No. Never. No, never, never. It's crazy. Yeah. And here we are seven years later, you know? Crazy. Well, you're a great story. So exciting to talk to you and meet you. It's been really neat to hear about how you've grown this business online. And yeah, we really so enjoyed having you. Yeah, thanks so much for your time. And everyone who's watching at Candy Fun House on Instagram, candyfunhouse.ca is the website. And uh, you're going to have a lot of fun when you go check this out because it's a wormhole of just a ridiculous <laughs> amount of facts. <laughs> thanks so much, Mo. Thank you. You're now listening to the Drapeo Audio Experience.